You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. All of us have to give presentations. Sometimes it's to groups of 2, 20, 200, or 2,000. Do you ever get nervous before a presentation? Do you want to give a perfect speech every time? Hi, I'm Jason Jennings, and this is The Game Changers. Now, if you regularly listen to these, you know that I'm not supposed to be talking now. It's supposed to be the host, Dale Dixon, who begins the program. However, Dale has just released a brand new book titled Sweating Bullets, a story about overcoming the fear of public speaking, something that I can certainly identify with as someone who speaks 80 to 100 times a year. And so today, it's my chance to turn the tables and not be interviewed by Dale, but to interview Dale. So Dale, welcome to the Game Changers. Thank you so much. What an honor. It's, it feels a little strange, I have to admit. I do like this uh, reversal of roles. So uh, tell us a little bit. Give us an overview. I, I, I love the book. I, I love the story of Mac. Uh, it, it's told in story style, and I could identify with so many things. How did the book come to be? It's interesting. The story behind the story, I was sitting in a, in a conference, and I was sitting here and sitting in the conference watching uh, – a great guy really self-implode on stage, and it is Mac. I mean, that, what you read in the first chapter about Mac uh, literally sweating bullets on stage in front of a thousand people is what I witnessed. And as I watched that, my heart literally broke for the gentleman who was there on stage going through this uh, this pain. And so I thought, you know what? So many people find themselves in that position. I want to figure out a way to help them realize that really deep inside there is an ability to communicate effectively and to get up on a stage in front of whether it's 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, and tell a story, communicate effectively, and not get in that place where they self-implode. Before we uh, get into the book, uh, people who listen to these podcasts with any degree of regularity know you as the host of the podcast, but they probably don't know very much about you. So, uh, because you're that uh, you're that voice out there interviewing me, uh, take a couple of minutes and uh, tell us your story. Uh, introduce us to Dale Dixon. It starts with a broadcast background. So I started out in high school on radio, and I, that's why I love the microphone. I love the spoken word, and I love the idea of theater of the mind. And I know radio is your background. I think that's why uh, you know I, I so admire you and, and what you've done. So I started out in broadcasting, knew I really didn't have what it, uh, what it takes to be a big name in broadcasting in, in the radio business. So I went into television and became a television news anchor and news director. And then I had a family and decided I did, did not want to chase the television dream to the network level. So I got out of the business and have stayed in communication. Now I am a CEO of the Better Business Bureau in Idaho. And I uh, also have a small communication consulting firm on the side that's, that's really pretty quiet. Out of all of that, I, I continually want to help people be better communicators. And so out of that, the book was born. I thought that would be the easiest way to put it in a in the book format and get it in as many hands as possible. 
And I guess in your role as a CEO of the Better Business Bureau, uh, you probably do a lot of speaking yourself. Actually, yeah, it's 50 to 60 speeches per year. And, uh, you know, I've been in front of audiences as big as 10,000 uh, down to a group of, of 10 Kiwanis members, you know, in a, in a restaurant conference room. So it covers the spectrum and a number of speaking opportunities every single year. Absolutely. Uh, let me share with you a quick story before we get into the book. Um, uh, until recently, I, I had a neighbor for a number of years in uh, ca- in California, in Tiburon, where I lived just over the Golden Gate Bridge. And uh, he, he was a very accomplished man in television. He was one of the creators of Good Morning America, Masterpiece Theater. But along the way, he, he also served in a number of capacities on The Tonight Show uh, with Johnny Carson. And, and he would tell me the story. He, he told it repeatedly that uh, they would tape the show at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and that one of Johnny Carson's last acts before going on with the monologue, where they said, here's Johnny, well, one of the last things he was doing, he was in the bathroom, vomiting, and then gargling, and then walking out on stage to the applause. That's how nervous he became before every monologue. I I know in my own case, um, I'm always nervous uh, before a speech. Uh, again, whether I'm talking to 100 people or 10,000 people, uh, I still uh, I, I, I get those butterflies in my stomach. And a number of people have told me, they said, you know, it's a good thing you still get nervous. And I said, what do you mean by that? And they said, well, when you stop getting nervous, uh, it means that you don't care anymore. And so a little bit of nervousness is good. It's actually how you channel that nervousness. So respond to that and then begin by telling us a little bit more about the book. You captured it, and you use the term butterflies, and so I'm a big believer that you need to have those butterflies. You think about the profession, any football player who takes the field before a game, no matter whether that football player has played a hundred game, his first game, a hundred games, his professional football player. That football player is going to be anxious. You talk about any performer, uh, a ballet dancer, before they take the stage, they're going to be very nervous. If you're a speaker and you don't have some level of anxiety, there's something wrong. You're not really going, you're not in a position to give it your all and to be your best. So I like to think of, of it as putting my butterflies in formation. So I want to recognize that I'm I want to be the best version of me possible as a presenter. And we talk about that in the book. And to do that, you've got to realize that your body's going to have some physiological reactions to this whole process of communicating. And so you've got to work through that. And then you're going to be very nervous. I know I've asked you in the past, what, what's yes. your level of anxiety before, before a presentation? And it's high. And I think that's out of your sincere desire to want to give the audience something tangible they can walk away with. And you know that you have to be a fantastic communicator in order to do that. And so the stakes are high. The, the idea behind the book really is this concept that we communicate every single day that you are talking with loved ones at home, that you are speaking with colleagues at work, that you are having phone conversations, something as simple as going to the grocery store and talking to the clerk behind the counter. And every single one of those communication opportunities is simply that. It's an opportunity to practice your communication skills so that when you do take a stage, whether it's a sales call or in front of a group of people, 
you realize it's a high-stakes situation, you put those butterflies in formation, and you tap into all of that practice you have. And so when we talk about tapping into uh, the talent that you naturally have as a communicator, it's there. You do it every day. Let's figure out ways to channel that energy, channel that anxiety, and really be the best version of you possible. Uh, One of the things I love about spending time with you each week on these podcasts is you are, one, ever mindful of the clock, and uh, two, you kind of move me along and push me along and make me get to my point because we do want to offer, I don't want to just be here uh, selling your book or promoting your book, or we wouldn't do that with one of my books when you're interviewing me, uh, but we want to give some really practical tidbits to people, uh, two or three or four things that they can take away to become better at presentations. So I'll put you on the spot here. Uh, And again, our conversation today is, of course, uh, unrehearsed. We uh, didn't know what we would be talking about until we gathered together for a cup of coffee, as we do once a week. So I I want four things. Uh, I want four takeaways that we can give everyone listening so that they can become a better presenter starting immediately. Number one, character counts. It is so important that you have a solid foundational base. And we talk about this, and we're going to talk about this in some upcoming podcasts from a business perspective. When you say culture counts, and when you're a business, when you're in business, you need to make values based decisions. And we've talked about in the past, you need to have a very clear understanding of your values as a person. And then you don't sway away from those in the course. So really, it gets down to integrity, I would say, is most critical. You have to be you. I use the line that you have to be your genuine, authentic, real self in order to truly connect with people on stage. And so tip number one is be your real, true, authentic, genuine self. And that starts with understanding that character counts. Uh, Let me me interject here. Uh, One of the lines I think perhaps you've heard me use before is this. I truly believe that most people have a really good built-in bullshit detector. And if you're sitting out in the audience and a poser or a pretender or a wannabe or somebody lacking that character gets on stage, you can tell it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. It's just it's something that people realize, especially in this day and age where uh, people expect a level of transparency. And if you're not easily right. transparent, uh, it's it's going to shine through. People will okay, people that, will know. That's, that's number one. Number two. Number two is tell stories. Uh, you are a masterful storyteller, and that's why I so enjoy these, these podcasts. But you think about it. When we were kids... Uh, what did we enjoy? It was that bedtime story. I still have great memories of telling my kids those bedtime stories. And somehow, as we went through the education process and, and got to be adults, we thought that it's more important to throw data and graphs up on a, up on a PowerPoint and, and just give numbers and facts and figures. Well, the human mind is not created to uh, absorb and keep information in that form. It just doesn't work. But when we use stories to translate and that the data and we use stories and to to present the facts, then all of a sudden people remember. And we want people to remember what we present. So telling stories is number two on that list. And something I'm, happened to me something happened to me not long ago. Uh, I was hired by uh, a major healthcare company. Everybody would know the name of the healthcare company. 
And uh, the CEO was going to talk for the opening hour, and then she was going to tee it up for me, and I was going to do the closing keynote speech. And she took the stage, a delightful woman. I, I really enjoyed spending some time with her before her speech. And all of a sudden, it was one PowerPoint slide after another. The type was so small that in the front row, you couldn't read it, much less in the back of the room. And she was droning on and on and on. And I finally went back to the production booth. And I said, uh, it it seemed like she was going long. I said, uh, how much longer? And they said, 70 more slides. And I said, excuse me? They said she has 110 slides in this presentation. I went, oh, my God, she's going to bore them to death. And predictably, she got a very, very lackluster response from this group that she leads. Mm -hmm. Um, So she would have been well advised to tell some stories. Number three. Yeah. Number three, audience first. And uh, you have to put the audience first. You think, I call it filling the emotional fuel tank. And if you're not approaching that stage with the idea that I want to give these folks something that's going to help make their lives better, something that's going to help make their business better. I really genuinely want to help these people. I want to put them first. Their needs come before mine. It's not about what I'm here to say. It's about what I'm here to give. So audience first is is key with that. And that's, you know, one of the, the illustrations for that is uh, the way you approach every single presentation and you you interview at least 10 people to get an idea of exactly what it is they need so that when you take the stage Jason Jennings you're able to give and and put the audience first and 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 you know if if I could add a, a postscript to that I mean you, the material from your book is just so spot on based with uh, my experiences uh, I actually um, uh, stand backstage as I'm being introduced. I never want to hear the introduction because you don't want to believe your own introduction or you're going downhill in a toboggan someplace very fast. Uh, but when it's time to go on, somebody pushes me, and uh, I generally gaze skyward, and uh, it's not important who I'm talking to. Uh, but I say, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm putting it all in your hands, uh, whoever you are, because it's no longer about me. It is truly about the audience. And I don't care what I have to do. I am not going to be on stage thinking about how I look, how I'm sounding, how I'm moving, uh, because then it would be about me. It truly has to be become about the audience. And it goes right back to that BS meter. And if you're just thinking about you and trying to make a good impression, the audience will see right through it. All right. Uh, listen, Dale, think deep. Because Do you want I'm number four? For, I'm looking for point number four. Be grateful. We'll keep it simple, but be grateful. There is something that is so appealing uh, about a person who is grateful, that is truly, genuinely grateful for opportunities, uh, these types of opportunities, the opportunity to be in front of a group of people, to share, to put an audience first. And there is something that is warm and genuine about a, a true, truly grateful person that is attracting to others. Do you want to be around somebody who is always complaining, or do you want to be around somebody who is grateful for whatever's going on in their life and around them? So I would say being grateful makes you attractive to others, and when you're attractive to others, it makes that process of communication so much easier. Uh, Truer words were never spoken. So the name of Dale Dixon's brand-new book is uh, Sweating Bullets, 
a story about overcoming the fear of public speaking. It's a wonderful story about Mac, a man terrified of giving presentations, and there's just incredible advice uh, and pointers in this book to allow you to become a better communicator, whether you're communicating with two people, 200 people, or 10,000 people. Now, before we go today, and the next time we come back, we'll reverse roles at the table, and uh, Dale will be interviewing me. I need to ask you to do something for me. If you listen to these podcasts, if you enjoy these podcasts, if you find some value in these podcasts, and we certainly hope you do, I need your help. Uh, thousands of people download these every week. Thousands of people download the podcasts. But I'm guessing what's happening is that most people come to the website, jason-jennings.com, and download the website or download the podcast. And as you know, we don't ask for an email address. Uh, there's no catch-up. I mean, we're, we're, we're here for you. It's a transparency uh, of information. What I want to have happen is this. Uh, I, I need some rankings in the iTunes store at Apple. And so if you get value out of these podcasts, even if you download them here, do me a favor. Uh, you're probably on the iTunes store on one of your Apple devices. Go. Go to the Jason Jennings podcast and give us a rating. Hopefully, you'll give us a, a great rating because, you know, it's a character flaw, but I am a competitor, and, uh, and I like to see numbers. So, Dale, thanks very much. I wish you all the best of luck with Sweating Bullets. And next week, we reverse roles, and you're interviewing me again. I am, and we're talking about how to attract and get the best millennials into your workforce. And I'm looking forward to this because I know this is a, a significant challenge for so many businesses out there. So that's coming up on the next one. And uh, I want to give you a quick, a quick example of somebody who left a review on iTunes. I'm reading it right now. They use the name... B-A-H-A-L-L-76, Bahal76. I had the privilege of meeting Mr. Jennings at a conference several years ago. He even autographed my copy of Less is More. I've purchased all of his books and was thrilled to discover his podcast series. He provides sound business advice, much of which has been forgotten in today's fast-paced environment. I won't be missing any podcast episodes. So a big thanks to him. Gives it five stars, plus leaves the review, and that's uh, exactly what you're talking about. This is The Game Changers. I'm Jason Jennings with Dale Dixon, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.